Rock and roll. Are we on? Rock and roll is Let's my get it. we're on. That was my we're on. There's statement. no there's no light that says on air or anything. We need to get one of those things. Oh, that's too fancy, bro. We you are to, the light. We we would need some uh, we would need some support from our listeners to afford an on air light. Plug that in there real quick. I don't know that I could uh, pull that off on my own. I don't even know how much those are. I'm gonna say at any antique shop. We'll just get a lamp and turn it on. Right. Yeah, let's just get a lamp and then we switch it to on and then that means like, hey, the podcast is rolling. I can afford that. Yeah. I'll pitch in. (laughs) That's in the budget for sure. That's awesome. Casey. Salutations. I need you to uh, to introduce our guest. Well, this is my friend. Uh, We just uh, met probably I don't know a couple months ago at Derby Nazarene, but he's a solid dude. Real, he hears from God, and I, I like a lot about him. <laughs> this is young Skylar McComb. Amen. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, just spent a couple minutes chatting with Skylar before um, the on-air light came on, and uh, <laughs> and just a, a humble spirit, man. I can I can just sense it. So we're glad to have you, and uh, I'm excited about what the Lord's gonna um, dive into today. We're gonna be talking about a word from Hosea chapter six. Mm. Right. And so Casey, tell me just a little bit about, um, you know, why you, you, uh, you thought Skylar would, uh, would be a, a good guest to come on. And well, he had given me a word, this word that he's about to give from Jose, uh, really struck a chord with me, you know, just, um, the two, the, there's always like, I, I guess two, two things. You can either be with the Lord or against him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but he, he gave this word to me and I, it kind of blew me away. Um, and I was uh, pretty excited about it. And whenever we were looking for a guest, I was like, man, there he is. Came right to mind. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Man, we've had a fruitful, uh, I would call it a fruitful season too. It's been pretty yeah, great. I, I'd been, say so. I've been tuning in. I've really been Yeah, loving the show. That's good. Hey, Casey, we just before we get started, we have, a, we have some, I would call it big news. What's that? We're on Spotify, man. Oh, oh dang. Man. Yeah. yeah, we... Uh, That's kind of a big deal. Big. It's, a, it's a big deal. They accepted <laughs> yeah. us. They, yeah, they, <laughs> we were not rejected. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder on what basis they accepted us. But no, it's it's kind of a cool thing. A while back, we switched um, podcast providers. And I, and I knew that you could be on Spotify, but I actually didn't really know how to get on it. And then when we switched hosting, um, all you had to do was submit. And I'm sure it's more based on the rapport of the hosting provider than it is the content of our podcast. I'd like, yeah. I'd like, to, think it, I'd like to think it's the content. <laughs> Probably yeah. the quality. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that that's kind of a cool thing. And uh, I just want to give a shout out. I know we have quite a few uh, new listeners just from Spotify. And so for a while there's been people listening that uh, we know personally, um, kind of our warm market, like our network, like our moms, you know, mm-hmm. and our, <laughs> the, the people who love us um, yeah. enough to listen to us for an hour uh, every two weeks. But um, yeah, welcome to our, our new Spotify listeners. Um, we actually had a random email from from a woman who first, listened. First time email. Yeah, first, uh, first time listener, first time emailer, and really gave us uh, just um, some encouragement. Like I was really encouraged when I opened the email and it was just like from the Salty Dogs uh, podcast website form. And uh, just this woman saying, hey, I, I really appreciate the podcast. I just found you on Spotify. 
uh, listened to your testimony episodes and I'm just in tears of the Lord's goodness. And, and I was just like, man, that's so amazing. So Amen. just a special shout out to all of our listeners and uh, specifically our new listeners. On Shoot Spotify. us a line. Yeah. Drop us a line. It says it right there on the, Hit on the us page. Up. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, yeah. Hey. Well, even me as a new listener, I've tuned in the last couple of weeks and I, I really noticed, um, you know, it's entertaining, but it's non-conforming to what matters, you know, according to the word. And you got, you got me laughing. You got me getting hit <laughs> in, the, in the spirit. You got me uh, crying. Those are, <laughs> and, those are good uh, things. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we put a smile on your face, and then we slowly insert dagger and twist. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Awesome. Okay, great. Now that we've got that out of the way, man, let's dive in. So uh, you you said you you spent some time in Hosea 6, uh, and the Lord just kind of had some things jump off the page, and then you kind of wrestled with, well, who's this word for? And um, man, just go ahead and share. Well, yeah, yeah, I was just in prayer, and I was really... Um listening and receiving from God and and I had a vision of this word and I had never um I've read Hosea but I didn't know what it was in particularly saying um but I read it and then I was fumbling about who it's for and uh I, I bounced around to who it sounds good for because we can just apply a word <laughs> right. to to anyone. Yeah. But You're I like, man, this is really good for that one friend who did me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I got heart. a word for you. Yeah, yeah but uh, and we can do that. But but that's not from God. And what I realized is um, this word was really for my church in particular, but it applies to the whole um, the whole church body. of Christ. Yeah, yeah right. the, the body of Christ and and. Uh, it's funny. It's like, yeah, this is for the, this is a word for the church of Christ. We're calling out the denomination by <laughs> <laughs> I think they just stole a good title, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So it starts out, it says, come, let us return to the Lord for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up after two days. He will revive us on the third day. He will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. So, um, in the context of the book of Hosea, Israel and Ephraim and Judah have really been, um, whoring around on God with, uh, idol worship. Yeah. Baal in particular. Man. And that, just that, that phrase in itself is Israel's been whoring around. It's strong. It's it's tough, man. <laughs> it <is. laughs> You're like, wait sure. a second. Are you allowed I, to say that? I've yeah. been doing what? Yeah, yeah, that's rough. But it's true. It's like, um, cause uh, you know, the church is the bride of Christ, and um, it's like adultery when when we uh, worship other things we put other things before God and in particular like the worship of Baal is literally whoring like um without going too deep you literally um you know practice sexual rituals on a um altar to this God for prosperity Mm. and uh, so it's perversion for prosperity is that too much but that's just that's just (laughs) what it is it's just like we said, strong language. <laughs> it's painting a picture for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Well, think about it. Um, and, and what's happening in, uh, a lot around the world is, um, 
compromise, perversion for the purpose of prosperity. And uh, so back then, agriculture was life. So they were worship. They would do this to um, to this false god to be blessed in agriculture. But you know, the church and and I'm careful what I say that because there's a true remnant of God out there, Amen. really truly yeah. serving right. Christ. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's not everybody, but but we see it. We see the perversion, and uh, a lot of people are um, compromising in order that they would prosper in, in right. the eyes of man. And mm. and I don't think we have to look too far within ourselves to find a place where we've we're either continuing to do that or we have done that in our own lives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's part of sanctification and Yeah. And, Amen. Uh, yeah, so so keep going. Well, yeah, the the next part is really good. Um it says let us press on to know the Lord. Um, I want to stop right there because I feel like it's very important that we know the Lord. Like the more we know about God and his love, it's, it really makes it easier, honestly. Um, cause people have a twisted view of God, but it says his going out as sure as the dawn, he will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. Mm. What shall I do with you? O Ephraim, what shall I do with you? O Judah. Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore, I have hewn them down by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, hmm. the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And man, that's just that's just some good stuff right there. <laughs> it really is. Um I underline, you know, steadfast love and not sacrifice because us being the bride of Christ, I think about marriage and, you know, our marriage is to reflect the love of God. There's grace. There's got to be grace there for it to work and mercy. But we desire, God desires steadfast love and not sacrifice. How many times do you want to, Forgive your wife for doing you wrong the same way, you know. So right, seems <laughs> <laughs> like, to be the theme of my life lately. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I I'm I'm thinking just a little bit about that because, you know, he's he's saying I, I want steadfast steadfast love, not sacrifice, and I think it might be because even though they were they were worshiping Baal. Um, and whoring around on the Lord, I think out of a religious duty, they were still sacrificing mm. to, yeah. to yeah. Yahweh. Yeah, right. So sure. they're still bringing the sacrifices thinking this is all our God requires of us. So we're good. So let me yeah. appease this God with this sacrifice, but I'm still going to go do what, mm. what I want to do. And therefore not actually, um, fulfilling what, what Yahweh requires of me. Yeah. Right. So then it's, a. Uh, if I can just get this done, well, then I'm going to be fine over here. And I, I think obviously, um, that's, that's evil in itself, but it's, um, that's a religious spirit. It's the spirit that tells us that we can, we can try and meet a certain standard. Well, if I just go to church on a weekly basis, if I just give my 10%, 
right? If I just do these things, well, then I'm good with God. And then I can just continue to do whatever the heck I want mm. and whore around behind his back, but then show up and then do my duty, but then go do the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I mean, just the word steadfast, you know, for me, like steadfast love, not just love, but like an enduring, you know, long lasting, you consistent. know, consistent love. Yeah. yeah. Consistency. Cause I mean, you know, sacrifice is a moment, momentary thing, but like consistently, you know, loving and consistently being in that love, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And I think, and I think, um, so I'm reading from the CSB version, Christian standard, I think, but it says for, I desire faithful love, faithful love and not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then he says the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And, and I would think there when he's talking about the knowledge of God, I don't think he just wants people to know about him, but he wants people to actually know him. And so yeah. that, that word knowledge, isn't just a, I can give you facts, but rather I can communicate the mm. heart and the mind of the father for yeah. his people. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Right. And like the knowledge of God and the knowledge of who we are in relationship to God. Right. And, uh, you know, who he has called us to be. Absolutely. So uh, I guess we'll move on. It says, um, you know, but like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. It always goes back to Adam. There they dealt faithlessly with me. Gilead is a city of evildoers tracked with blood. As robbers lie in wait for man, so the priests band together. They murder on the way to Shechem. They commit villainy. In the house of Israel, I've seen a horrible thing. Ephraim's whoredom is there. Israel is defiled. For you also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed when I restore the fortunes of my people. So, man, this word really kind of bounces back between um, restoration, reconciliation, and um, rebellion, and whoredom. So another, like, another reword I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Rebellion, redemption. Oh, re- <laughs> oh we know There's all about that. Everybody looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> I was like staring at the scripture, and then I'm like, "Wait, Casey just made a joke." <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, this, this word, it, it's a warning, and it's harsh, and it, it's also just kind of like the messenger here, Hosea, is just letting us know that um, God sees everything that's going on. He sees the condition. And there's still a plea for his bride to return. So we see the grace of God here mm. and his call for his bride to come back and and really return to um, their intended purpose. And there, there's just also a really stern warning. And It's pretty... The- like we were talking about the language is pretty, I mean, it, it draws out, you know, what, you know, the inside, you know, it draws out that, that sin that we're committing, you know, it, it tells yeah. you, it's like telling you, that, you know, <laughs> but just like you said, God knows everything, you know what I mean? But this is like word is like drawing out that so that you can return. You can't return if you don't, if you don't think, you know, or don't, you know, know that you need to, or that, you know, or how bad it actually is, Yeah, you know, for sure. and to, and to, you know, whore around on God. Um, so so, so help me, uh, help contextualize this for like our listeners. Like it's a, it's a good word for the church. And, and that word, that word is, Hey, you know, in these areas where you've, <laughs> you've 
essentially either just turned your back on God or you've, you've slept around, like you're in this relationship, you say, I love you, but then you keep continuing back to these other things that are considered adultery and whoredom. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's calling Israel back contextualize this just for a listener, like maybe paint a scenario and say, Hey, if you know, if you're listening and you're this, just know that the Lord, this, like just help encourage some of the people who are listening. Well, for sure, with with my testimony um, in particular, I, I think I can really speak on that the most because I'm not a Bible scholar. I really wasn't raised in church um, that much. I got radically saved age of 19 um, in college, doing a lot of drugs and just living the party life. So um, I had a divine encounter with God. I went to a church and the word just cut me and I went down to the altar and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And, and when you were 19? Yep. Okay. And uh, I just, at that moment, I just knew God. It's like we, we got married that day. We, That's we, awesome. We had a relationship from then on. And, um, but sanctification was a process. Like then I just, I felt the conviction from that day on. Right. And um, so it took quite a while to drop some things that, I was really struggling with and um you know just a word of encouragement I can really tell you that there's just so much more life and freedom when you just commit to your relationship with God cuz that those strongholds you think like you can't live without them or like mm. they're they're you right they're part of your culture they're part of who you've grown to be, but who we became in the world was a lie mm. all along. Yeah. So the gospel is to reconcile us back to the father and to our intended purpose. And when you step into that, like fully committed, um, there's just freedom and life and vision and purpose and just like fulfillment. Yeah. And, Paul talks about suffering for righteousness, but you're going to suffer either way. You're going to suffer just guilt and shame and condemnation from living in rebellion and sin, or you're going to suffer the, the like putting off the flesh. Right. And it, like I, I even, t I, I tell people when you're overcoming these strongholds, sometimes it's like you're almost sweating trying not to do it like, right, right. <laughs> but, but but that will pass and god scripture says god always gives a way out right and for me personally um worship is a great way out if you're struggling temptation mm -hmm. man just worship the weapons of our warfare are not carnal like right just turn on some music cry out to god <clears throat> sing to god yeah. pray right and um so there's just, there's yeah. so much more yeah. that God has. No, that's cool. I, I really appreciate what you just said. You're like, you're going to suffer either way. Yep. Either you're going to suffer under the weight of condemnation and guilt and shame, or you're going to suffer as you, as you die to the flesh. Yeah. And interestingly, the suffering as you die to the flesh and die to self produces righteousness that doesn't allow you to do the acts that made you suffer condemnation and shame and mm. guilt. Yeah. So if you're going to suffer suffer for a greater a greater a greater reward for yeah. a greater purpose yeah, yeah. for sure that's and huge bro i always experience a major breakthrough when i overcome like that 
mm. intense moment of um, temptation. Yeah. Like uh, when Jesus went up to be tempted of the devil, um, I like this scripture. Um, it, it It's at least in one of the gospels. It says, and after um, the devil left, angels came and ministered to him. Right. To Christ. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I really experienced that when you overcome that, there's just a moment. We're not tempted all day. You know, we, yeah. we're distracted. We're, we're working. We're interacting with people. But there's just um, moments. Sometimes they're unexpected. Sometimes we see it coming. But it just comes on heavy. And yeah. But when you push through, there's just there's revelation mm-hmm. and just power waiting right. for you on the yeah. other side. Yeah. So in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14... It says, um, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So, I mean, that's, yeah, Jesus had ministering angels sent to him, but then scripture goes on later to say, well, aren't all angels sent to minister to those who are Mm. in salvation? So, yeah, we literally have, I mean, we literally have heaven and its armies on our side as we endure these things, endure temptations and, and as we overcome. And so when there's revelation, there's peace. I mean, just believe in faith mm-hmm. that the Lord has sent angels ministering. We see it in Daniel also, Daniel fast and prays. And then an angel appears to him and says, I was on my way. As soon as you started praying, I was on my way. Wow. <laughs> Here I come. Huge. Yeah. Man, and, I wonder what that looks like actually in, in different realms. You know what I mean? Like fleshed out, like, you know, what does that look like? Do they just fly around? I mean, you know, like they, do they guard us? Do they hang with us? Do they chill with us? Like, yeah, I would say so. It's right. cool to really think about that. Cause there is a reality like of it. It's not just yeah ghostly it, sure. like, figures. It's just, well, it's, you even, know, it's beyond our imagination even, but there, there are people, um, you know, and sometimes we, we want to write these people off just because we don't totally trust them or we think what they're saying is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. But if we actually think about it, we search the scriptures, um, it lines up. Um, and so there, there are people sometimes who will say like, yeah, and then I saw this angel guarding over this, this room or, I mean, even in this building when they were, when they were cleaning, there was a guy who was, uh, walking up and down the halls and he was like sweeping and mopping. And he was saying, there's angels in this building. I see them They're you know, they're walking around and, Amen. and there are people who said, man, there's angels standing guard over this building. And I mean, just it, I don't see them, but we don't live by, by, by sight. We live yeah. by faith. Right. We believe in what is unseen, not what is seen because what is unseen is eternal. What is seen is temporary. Mm-hmm. And so I could read scripture, see how the Lord or see how God has um, used angels and the supernatural. And even if I'm not seeing it with my physical eyes, I can believe it with my, my spiritual heart. And by faith, I can then see and say, yes, Lord, I believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, there's even, there's evidence. What's that verse that says, you know, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Right. And, and it's just like, if you really look you look yeah. around well and even in my experience uh in Liberia Africa uh, of course there's a lot of indigenous beliefs that probably feed into this but they're according to our standards they're all pentecostal cuz yeah. oh really well we 
we categorize everything here. Oh, of if course. If you believe in the gifts of the Spirit, you're, you're Pentecostal. Yeah, or yeah. charismatic or whatever you want. Yeah. However we so label we it. just, yeah. we like to label everything here. Um, but man, uh, you get in those places of, of poverty and um, to where all they have is their faith. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a little more real. And it's way real. Oh, super real. And uh, and it's really black and white. Here, there's just a lot of gray here. Mm. Uh, there, you can you see the evil, and you see Christ, and you see the power. Dang. Yep. Same thing in India, man. Like, like you said, like when they have nothing, and Jesus is everything. You know, it's just a different. You're in a different place. You're like, man, this is like this is really you know, what I want in my life, you yeah, know? Right. And l- like, we've had this conversation before where they're like, Oh, we want to be like, you know, America. And we're like, no, you don't want anything to do with that, <laughs> you know, but you it really is, it, it is more real and it is like tangible. It's a tangible thing that you can just, you can just feel the, the presence, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And, uh, it was a blessing. I would live there. And <laughs> it's like one of the worst places in the world, <laughs> but seriously, um, just, that closeness with God, we, we just have a lot of distractions here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and you almost did a whole episode on that. <laughs> and a lot of it, you just kind of have to follow through with. Like we have to work so many hours to maintain our way of life here. Ugh. Like you don't. There, I was staying in a mud hut with no electricity, no bills. <laughs> so what do we do? You just wake up. The community serves each other, and you have church every day. That kind of sounds wonderful. <laughs> it kind of sounds like how I recreated to live, honestly, yeah, when yeah. I was there. Yeah. Like, mm. it was, it felt so natural. Mm. Well, no, no alarm clock. Right. No time. No clocks. Right. Just. Right. <laughs> no, we were, we were talking about this, and, and this would probably be a good podcast episode, but I was talking to Nick Eady just the other day, and we were talking about um, community, and specifically how, so kind of in the same way that a Sunday morning gathering is not the fullness of the expression of the purpose and the power of the church of God mm-hmm. on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. It's not the fullness, but it's a, it's a facet of, of what it is. Um, and so when we were talking about groups within the context of community. So like if you go to a group, like a men's group or women's group or whatever group, like once a week and you're there for an hour or two hours that, that should never be preached as the fullness of the expression of community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a facet. And so we got to talking about how I've heard stories. I've never been to Africa, but something along the lines of when they invite people over to their home, it's, it's basically me saying, I'm opening my home to you at whatever point in time today that you would like to come over. Mm. Yeah. And so it's not a, Hey, we're having people over from six to 8 PM. So when 8 PM hits, it's like, all right, everybody out, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and if someone shows up at 5 PM, well, praise the Lord, you're here. If someone shows up at 9 PM, we're not pissed off because they showed up late, yeah. you know? And, and that's just how it is in America. We're just like, everything's to, it's timed and it's scheduled and it's organized and it's planned. And so then when things don't go as planned and I'm just as guilty as the next person, like I hate when things don't go as planned, but that true community is saying my home is always open or, Hey, I'd I'd love for the community to come and be, you know, come into my home. And so let me show hospitality. Hospitality isn't, you have to leave at nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just just kind of crazy. Um, if, if I may, I want to back up and talk about a few things. One at the very beginning of Hosea, Um, and then another thing, um, where Jesus actually uses similar, 
similar language or a similar warning in Revelation. And so can I lead us into that? You yeah, guys cool with that? Sure. All right. So back in Hosea, I want to talk about this because I think it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal. Um, where he says, um, who has it pulled up? Oh, here it is. Sorry. So it says, uh, Hosea chapter six, verse one, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, Mm. but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. So help me understand that because I feel like I get it, but I feel like there's some people who, who wouldn't get it. And maybe it needs a little bit of explanation because you're telling me that God who's love and God who loves me, Hey brother, God loves you. Mm -hmm. Except in the scripture, his people are saying, God has torn us to pieces. Yeah. God has broken us. God has torn us down. And even if you look in, um, I think it's in Amos, he's, uh, the language that's used is God is telling his people, I've, I've caused your land to be unfruitful. Mm. I've brought famine on you. And so it's interesting then that this God who loves us would cause quote unquote bad and harmful things to people. He apparently loves. I think that's just capacity, man. We, and I hate to fall back on that and just kind of write it off as, oh, we just we, we can't understand God's ways. But I think really, honestly, he is living on a on, on a much superior, <laughs> you know, um, plane. Yeah, yeah sure. he just, you know, and so the things that we, we we can't comprehend those types of things. But imagine knowing everything and knowing what is best for you, you know, mm-hmm. and honestly, um, Jesus suffered and died and that, you know, that's God's son. So uh the, the Christian path is marked with suffering and it, but it always Amen. produces something in you. And I always yeah. have to go back to, uh, when he was saying, uh, behold, I've tried you, but not as, you know, silver, I've tried you in the furnace of affliction, right? Mm-hmm. For my name's sake, do I do this? And, um, I just, that, that vision, right. Of, of trying you and in fire, you know, to, to, to really, he has to take those things off, you know, those things, the, the dross. And so I heard this really awesome story one time, like back in the old days, whenever they used to, you know, uh, whenever they used to, uh, purify gold, you know, in the furnace, mm-hmm. um, they would keep, keep scooping out the dross and scooping out the dross and scooping out the dross. But, uh, did you, do you know how they knew it was pure? Oh. It was when you could see your reflection in it. Huh. And so, That's and good. so I just, I always have to go back to that and knowing that, yeah, this sucks, you know, this pain sucks, but it's necessary, you know, and it produces something. It produces perseverance. Just like the, he says in James, you know, Amen. it produces something in you. And yeah. so let it, do, let it run its course, you know, and do it humbly. And, you know, yeah, for sure. And just the chastening of the Lord too, how God disciplines those he loves. And, uh, and I just think about times in my walk where I was just kind of headed down a path where I was just off, like even out of uh, a heart for serving God, I was just, I was, I was off. I was, I was, I was it wasn't scriptural. It wasn't in the love of God mm-hmm. and God had to strike me down, you know, <laughs> and, and really <laughs> put me in a Smite me. uncomfortable, just yeah. uh, agonizing situation. Right. And in those low times, um, he didn't just strike me down and leave me there. You know, he came and ministered to <laughs> it's me. True. He struck us down that he can heal us. You right. know, in those low times when you're just open, like right. 
God, I'm just nothing right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's when he speaks yeah. into our brokenness. You well, know? man, like, think about um, Saul on the on the road to Damascus, and then he's struck down. He's blind, and then he's blind for three days. He doesn't eat or drink anything, um, but then. Um, he's healed and he sees again. It says that something like scales fell off of his eyes. It's interesting that the Lord would take away his physical sight so that he can give him true spiritual sight. Mm. Mm. Right. Amen. So the spiritual always trumps the, the physical and the natural. And yeah. so even if we're experiencing hardship, so even if the Lord has struck us down in the physical, um, he's, more concerned about what's happening in the spiritual. Yeah. Scripture says sure. that, you know, for, for physical training is, is of good use, but spiritual training and godliness, right? Training and godliness is good for now and the age to come. Mm. So there's, there are things that are, that are good now and they serve a purpose, but then there are things that he does within us that, um, they go with us into eternity. Eternity. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the work that he's doing, so we may momentarily, and this is where I think the goodness of, of the lack, because typically the Lord will, the Lord will, um, remove from your life or take something away, something that has been a distraction for you mm-hmm. so yeah. that you can refocus on him. And we think it's this terrible thing. And for some people it's, Oh, I lost my job or my car broke down or my relationship didn't work out. Yeah. And then in the end, it was actually an act of grace and mercy and a sanctifying work rather than this terrible thing that God did to me, right. which is how some people For think. Sure. And uh, carrying it in, into eternity. I like that because uh, that it's true because in the light of eternity, this momentary suffering, like honestly, are you going to be thinking about that, you know, a million Heck years no, from now, no. you know, it's, it, it is light and momentary. It's like a vapor. Yeah. It just, you know, it it's like endurance. Cause you know, like it, eternity is the actual reality. This isn't even the real, the true reality. God lives in the true reality. And mm-hmm. so when we're there, this, all that suffering that we thought was, you know, so horrible. We're not even going to be thinking about that, you know? Yeah. We're just going to have what we got from here in the spiritual. Mm. This is like storing up our riches for then. Yeah, it's good. So when I read that, I just thought, yeah, that's kind of, it may be a tough pill to swallow for some people to think that the God who loves them would actually bring some sort of harm upon them. But I would say, who are we to even, so we, I think we interpret things in this world and we interpret circumstances based on whether or not it's comfortable or joyous or, um, convenient. Right. And so if I'm inconvenienced, well, then this is a bad situation. If I'm uncomfortable, well, then this is a bad situation. If this doesn't fit my needs and my wants (laughs) and live up to the level of what I think is peaceful and good, well, then it's bad. And so I'm essentially judging the world based on what I think rather than, um, the way that God thinks. And so he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So I may be going through a situation. I'm saying, this is so bad. This is so terrible. And God's like, no, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's uncomfortable, even mm-hmm. though it's unpleasant, even though you may not be experiencing happiness, you know, or full convenience. Right. So you're like <laughs> whole convenience. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're in Liberia and you're sleeping on in a mud hut on a floor and you're like, praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It was and if beautiful. I was, 
If I had, if for some reason I had to sleep on the floor tomorrow night in America, in my own home, I'd be pissed. And you better believe that I would do everything in my power to make sure that I had something soft to sleep on. You know what I'm saying? I would go out of my way to create comfort in in a place of discomfort. Man, that's a good word. It's crazy. We go out of our way to make sure that our lives are comfortable. I mean, really out of our way, you know? Yeah. Man. Well, even with what God is desiring to do with us and where he has us planted. And, um, you know, a lot of people are getting church hurt and then they're just, whew, they're just writing off God. They're just, they're just running away, you know, and, um, it can happen in, in many different forms. Um, my personal experience, uh, I've been betrayed by a pastor and at the time I was just like, man, this is, this is wrong. This is just, wow, this is affecting my life, my marriage in a lot of bad ways. And I, but looking back, God ministered and helped me to see that, um, I was idolizing the pastor. Oh yeah. It was idolatry. Ouch. So God struck me down in a way to show me put your trust in no man and don't ignore your discernment. Maybe God has you in an uncomfortable place um, or will even give you an uncomfortable word for someone to be like, to to wake him up a little bit. It's not all about um, going to church to be, to be fed, you know, we can get fat. You know, if we just go every Sunday and get fed, we got to hand out some some yeah. food too. Got to burn those spiritual calories, bro. For sure, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> work out. Be out here walking a walk. That's right. And uh, but even just um, just church hurt in general. It's there's no reason to be church hurt. We're all we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. If something manifests. It's, it's for a purpose. It's, it's to be dealt with. Um, and if you're in the right spirit, you can, it, it can bear a lot of fruit when there's, yeah. when there's something bad that goes on in the church, right. but everyone's getting hurt mm-hmm. and everyone's just, and then yeah. it turns to gossip mm-hmm. and then it just, um, and backbiting. Yeah. We got an intruder coming up in here. <laughs> hey, <if> that happens. <laughs> yeah. About to put a church hurt on somebody right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put, we're, we're, what did we say? Jesus lay hands. hands. We're going to lay hands, hands on them suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus laid hands. He didn't give hands. <laughs> hands. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's, I think that you're absolutely right. Um, I, there's been, there's been times where I've prayed to relinquish my right to be offended. And that's tough. Yeah. And, and honestly, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we do give up our right to be offended because Christ on the cross gave up his right to be offended. The creator of the universe was rejected by his creation. Yet he says, forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. I mean, if anybody had a right to be, you know, yeah. Like that would be, it would have Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and it's true. Uh, we, 
we're all about our rights here. You know, my right, this is my right, you know, and, and when you come to the cross, you, like you said, you, you have, you relinquish you that. Relinquish. And so, and you'll find though, it, you, we think, oh, that's a bad thing. You know, uh, it's like injustice. But when you, like you said, when you, when you let go of that, like you're right, like all of a sudden you can't, the, the, the hurt doesn't really get there like that, you know, cause you're, you're not saying, well, this is, you know, uh, offended or like, this is my defense or this, when you have no defense, you well, know, and you're pliable, yeah. you're just pliable in the spirit, you know? Well, it, a relinquishing of rights, your right to be offended by anyone is the, it paves the way for true love to manifest. Mm-hmm. Love is, that's right. it's not self-seeking and it keeps no record of wrongs. Yeah. Which means there's no offense in love. Mm. And so it's a, it's a really difficult thing, but I was saying that in the context of, of church hurt because people get offended and, and you know, there's true things that happen and people experience hurts. Yeah. But I think you're talking about church hurt in the context of, well, now they don't want anything to do with Christians. They don't want anything to do with some sort of community of faith. And so I think in that situation, you know, James tells us that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives without finding fault, right? He shows uh, no partiality in giving wisdom. And so it may just be that if there's somebody who's saying, yeah, I just can't do it. I was hurt. I was offended. And, you know, all those different things. I, I think I can say, I understand why you would feel that way. And those, those feelings are, are real and you, you're having to deal with them and struggle through them. But I would mm-hmm. also ask the question, are you experiencing that offense and that hurt within the context of also asking God for wisdom to discern the situation? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That I think, I think that's a big deal. And I think some people just will say, I'm Huge. writing that off. <laughs> I'm writing Huge. that off. Um, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I know they were wrong. I don't need to ask God for wisdom. Yeah. Well, pride, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to, I wanted to look at real quick and thank you guys for allowing me to just do this. Steal the show. So we were talking about you, the utilization of, of kind of this hard or harsh language. I don't think it's harsh, but I think it's truthful. And it's raw. Yeah. It's raw, right? It's, it's telling it like it is, you know, it's like the doctor coming in and saying, you have cancer. Mm. Oh, could you like, you know, could you say it a little differently? <laughs> could you ease into that? <laughs> could you ease, ease into that? No, the situation is yeah. you have cancer. And if we don't act now, you're going to die. Mm. Right. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Let's not, well, you know, we, we looked into it and there, there's some underlying things that are causing your symptoms. And, you know, we, we're going to take some necessary steps to doctor. Just tell me what's wrong with me. You yeah. know, yeah. like, come on, let's cut to the chase. Well, Jesus being the great physician knows how to <laughs> cut to the chase. Um, Revelation chapter three. Um, and it says, oh gosh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Revelation chapter three. And then uh, verse 15, where he's talking to the church in Laodicea, says, I know your deeds, that you're neither hot or cold, or cold nor hot. I wish you were either one of, or the other, so because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And then he says this, you say, I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. <laughs> mm. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined with fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. 
Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Amen. Right. And then he goes on to say, here, I am a seventh door and knock. Right. <clears throat> he wants to dine with this. But it's this interesting thing because sometimes we can have a false view of ourselves. And in pride, we can reject the word that comes. There were probably some people in Israel like who were like, no, I'm fine. Like, mm. I'm not whoring around. You're crazy. Yeah. Shut up, Hosea. Kill the prophet. Uh, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What are, we, what are we doing today, Pinky? Oh, you know, the same thing we do every day, brain. Killing prophets. Tell, I mean, you know, Hosea is telling me I'm being a whore, you know what I mean, when his wife's out there sleeping around. You know? Right. Yeah, Hosea, who yeah. are you when your wife is a prostitute telling yeah. us that we're whoring yeah. around? Yeah. You know? It, well, if it's a prophetic act, Israel, um, yeah. you know, get with the picture. Uh, uh, yeah. But so, so let us not see ourselves... What, what Paul says, let us not um, consider ourselves um, as more than we ought to, right? Let, let's not see ourselves greater than we truly are. <clears throat> but Jesus, he says, you know, you think you're rich. And there may be areas of our life where we think we're good. We're like, no, I'm good, bro. No, yeah. I'm good. And even with like friends, how you doing, man? I'm good. No, and deep down inside, you're poor. You're pitiable. Yeah. You're blind. You're naked. Like you spiritually you're like in shambles mm. but you keep saying no i'm good i'm good i'm good because you gotta we keep think up we're appearances good. man yeah. yeah well jesus told the pharisees um or what did they he said something about uh gosh i can't remember but the pharisees their response was uh we're the ch- we're we're abraham's children we're good do you remember uh, this yeah what yeah. was the context of that i because they were I don't know. Uh, man, I can't remember either. I can't remember. Ah, that sucks. But anyways, because Abraham was their forefather, they thought they were good. Yeah. And he's just like, no, and that's, that's not the case for you. And so anyways, that's just an instance of pride. And so if you know what I'm talking about, and I'm sure I'll Google it later, shoot me an email Google and, and, and <laughs> remind me, but sometimes this language is necessary. And so Jesus gives this harsh word and he's, or this, this hard word. And he says, you're all of these things. You thought you were one thing. This is the actual state. This is the, the state of the union, right? Yeah. And then he says, but I rebuke you because I love you and I discipline mm. because I love you. Yeah, man. Jesus doesn't have time to play games with our feelings. You know what I mean? Like he said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like say what you mean and mean what you say. You know, anything else comes from the devil. And so I mm. think we don't really take that like seriously what he's saying. You know, watch what you're saying because anything that, you know, is deviating or like beating around the bush. Twisting, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, that ain't coming from God. You're like, oh man, that's a, but I want to be nice to this person. You know, <laughs> it just, yeah. well, well, it just, even, uh, um, about the pride thing, like me, when I, when I received this word, um, ultimately the first thing I had to do was receive it for myself. Like, Amen. where do I stand with this? And, um, I better take heed to this moving forward so I can be on the right side of this word. So God can can heal and restore and use me as an instrument, um, in this word moving forward. So, um, how goofy would it be if God gives you a word, you give it to someone and that word is just pointing right to you. (laughs) The plank in my eye, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, 
No, that's always a, that's always a good word, you know, because sometimes I think, uh, we read scripture for other people. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? We're like reading scripture and I'm like, Oh, John needs to hear that one. It's just like, Oh, you know, Melissa, she really needs to come under swinging that sword. She just needs to submit to that word right there. And if like you completely cut yourself out of the equation, you've totally missed it. Yeah. And so for sure. Yeah. It's, it's for you first. Um, and then you give it and I, and I find that, uh, often when I teach, I teach from that place. Like I experienced something and, uh, and then I'm just like, Oh, it was so good. The Lord taught me this. And then I give it. That's where I come from too. too, Like I get, I get handled, you know, (laughs) and then I'm like, okay, the only reason that I can talk about these things is because I know it because this is me, you know, you you got them hands. I got handled. (laughs) Jesus Jesus gives you hands and hands on you. (laughs) He laid hands on me suddenly. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, uh, Skylar, it's been great, man. I, I appreciate you, uh, really just getting us into the scripture. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes we'll, you know, we talk about, uh, different topics and, and we have opinions and, and, you know, they're founded in scripture. Um, and, uh, but yeah, just really kind of walking through it and it's been really great, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, give us a, give us a final exhortation. Well, um, just listen to God, just listen to what he's saying right now to you, to your personal convictions. Um, just get lined up, um, get in the word and have a personal prayer life. And, uh, I think something very important is to try every day to shut out all the distractions and really when I mean like get in the spirit, like pray and read the word and uh and you may just have to flip around and and keep reading until you find that some that just really hits it just you just grabs you yeah but yeah and uh and cuz god speaks and his word is alive and uh and just don't shut off however god wants to use you right now in your error or who you may think you are cuz mm. he sees us um for who we truly are past the sin right. That's that's grace, that's love, um, and that's his vision. So I just encourage us all to get lined up and just put away the flesh and just walk in the spirit because God has so much more for us. Yeah. Boom. Amen. Amen. That's good. Casey, any final words? No, I think Skyler said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> everything you just said is everything I, I was wanted going to say. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Thank you for all our new Spotify listeners and for everybody who just continues uh, to support us and listen and you know send us shout outs. Let us know you're listening. We, we love you guys. We want to hear from you. Um, it's an honor just to be able to continue to do this and um, speak of the Lord and encourage people and, and tackle some tough things and um, yeah, it's been really great. So, yep, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit Salty Dogs Podcast. All of it. Yep. The whole so, enchilada. That's right. SaltyDogsPodcast.com, where you can uh, listen there on the website. You can subscribe and uh, do all that fun stuff. Shoot us a line. Let us know you're listening. Love you guys. Amen. See you later. Adios. Peace.